The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn from savvy, street-smart entrepreneurs how to make the leap from running a stressful business that's always putting out fires to leading a successful company that is innovative, productive, profitable. Now, here's Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, sponsored by Inspire Nexus, giving street-smart advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take their company, firm, or organization to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do well and do good. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach and Speaker helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My motto is, if you do what you always did, you will get what you always got. Therefore, move outside your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. So let's start right now to bring some magic to your leadership and business. Today's program is Surviving the Entrepreneurial Journey. Whether you are starting a business or growing a business, a key question that needs to be asked is, what does it take to have an entrepreneurial mindset and to overcome some of the mental blocks and challenges an entrepreneur faces? As a serial entrepreneur, my guest, Raj Daniels, has been actively involved in five different verticals. His latest venture is OpenTime App, a tool that allows you to broadcast your availability to your network. He is here today to share his personal journey through some of his various endeavors, as well as how he uses his past experience to now teach and mentor young entrepreneurs and business students. He will also share why and how he has been become known as the connector in the startup ecosystem and his systematic way of creating a network of people that bring value to each other. Well, welcome, Raj. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Good morning, Marsha, and thank you for having me. Well, um, let's start out because you, the title of this program is Surviving the Entrepreneurial Experience. So, so tell our listeners just a bit about your entrepreneurial experience so we can give context to what your the great ideas that are going to come forth from you. So, um, you know, going back even as a young boy, I had an entrepreneurial spirit, but, you know, as kids we don't have titles or words to put around what we were doing. So um, I grew up in London, and I remember at the age of, 12, 13, um, working in a video store, a convenience store, if you will, and I would um, 
rent a video for a dollar or a pound, actually, at that time. And I would rent that same video out to my friends for the week for 50 pence or a pound a week, essentially making profits, starting a small entrepreneurial business at a time. <laughs> okay. You know what it sounds like? Years ago, you had a lemonade stand or something like that. But we, we are more in technology. So you, you um, started out um, renting a video and then uh, renting it out to your friends. And uh, what else? I just, you know, and, and for me, intrinsically, I just love that experience of being able to, and at that time, you know, being young, but still being able to control one's destiny to a certain extent. <laughs> so you were responsible for how much money you made or didn't make, supplying the goods or whatever it might be, the service. And that's just been with me my entire life. Um, I've, I've gone in, that, like you mentioned, five different verticals. So we've had uh, convenience stores as a family business. We've been in hospitality. We've been in automotive. We've been in um, healthcare. I've been in healthcare. I've been in large-scale consulting. I, I spent a very small amount of time in the corporate world and realized that my mindset did not allow me to fit well in the corporate world. Um, to give you an example, on my exit interview, my manager above me said, look, um, on your next engagement, essentially keep your head down and don't ask questions. Well, you being an entrepreneur, you know that <laughs> all we do is ask questions. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, you talked about the entrepreneurial mindset, and um, let's delve uh, uh, deeper into that. Uh, w what is an entrepreneurial mindset? What does it take uh, to have that? And can you, are you born with it, or is it something that you can develop? So, if I were to say one, you know, capture it in one word, I would have to say it, it's Resilient. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I believe that as, as people, we are born with a level of resilience. We are born to find a way to survive. And um, there's a spectrum in resilience, obviously, but I believe that entrepreneurs lean further towards being more resilient, being more adapt to change, criticism, um, resourcefulness. But I think, I think resilience is like, hand-in-hand hand with entrepreneurship. Interesting. And um, tell me more about, you know, the entrepreneurial mindset, because we did talk about resiliency, and I totally agree with that. Um, what else um, are some success factors uh, for entrepreneurism, and, and, and how does that figure into, you know, your mindset? So I think, you know, um, a lot of times people talk about um, an entrepreneurial mindset. Part of that is following, you know, your passion. And mm -hmm. I, I don't always agree with that because I know many people who've done extremely well for themselves. And, that, you know, for example, you can have a, a person, an individual who has a chain of dry cleaners or who has, a, you know, a small business that's making, you know, 10 million, 50 million a year. They're not necessarily passionate about what they're doing, but they know that, that they've taken charge of this destiny, if you will. And I think part of that entrepreneurial mindset is knowing that you're going to take charge of destiny. And you may not always love what you're doing, but you love the fact that you're in control of it. Mm -hmm. And I think those are two different, like, parallel tracks. I'm not saying don't follow your passion. I'm just saying that sometimes I feel like that passion play can be overplayed a little bit. Right. <clears throat> and um, I shared with you, uh, some information uh, from a new book uh, called The Entrepreneurial Edge, 
And mm-hmm. it starts out with, you know, they, they have four success factors, but one is, the top one is the mindset matters. And I'd like to just kind of go through these um, and get your take on it. And I think you've already talked a bit about that first one, which is an independent mindset, um, being in control or wanting to control your destiny. Anything else about that, you know, um, from your from your perspective of having an independent uh, mindset? Um, I, you know, independent mindset, again, spectrum, um, it's, you have to also have a level of humility with it where mm-hmm. you, you're not always the one that's going to have the right answers. But going back to the curiosity part of it, mm-hmm. if you're willing to go outside and ask people and find answers, I think you'll be a lot more successful. For example, right now, I'm in the middle of a technology company. I'm not a developer. I'm not a programmer. I do have a CTO on board, and I rely very, very heavily on him you know, for, for his input in the direction of the company. But willing to step outside your own comfort zone and you know, not saying I know everything about this, but willing to willing, – curiosity and being willing to learn. Yes, and I think that's a really important uh, aspect of being an entrepreneur, whatever – um, industry you're in or whatever your particular function is or your business is, is always, you're always learning. Um, and I think that's the exciting part of being an entrepreneur because I consider myself an entrepreneur. Now, sometimes the learning takes me really out of my comfort zone, like learning the technology, all the different technology. But once I do it, once I learn it, it it's a great um uh, um, uh, I feel like I've achieved something. So I, I you know, I think that, that the, your idea of um, being always curious. Uh, the second thing that a success, uh, uh, success factor in terms of your mindset that the book, The Entrepreneurial Edge, uh, states is being risk tolerant, um, willing to go out on a limb. Uh, we all think of entrepreneurs as being, you know, taking risks, but are there different kinds of risks you can take, and, and what risks have you taken? So I think risk changes with time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully we're not psychopathic where we take risks that are going to harm people and our family and ourselves, um, mm-hmm. although there are some people out there that do that. Um, you know, this financial risk, this emotional risk, there's Social risk. I mean, let, let's touch on social risk for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of us people, especially in certain cultures, the fact that you're stepping out and doing something different, for example, you know, if, if all of your friends are, let's say, engineers or physicians or, you know, um, corporate players mm-hmm. and you're stepping out and being an entrepreneur, there's a lot of social risk when you go to an event and people ask, so what do you do? Yeah. And you try to explain <laughs> them, I, mean, I have my own company, I've launched this. I think that's a huge risk that keeps a lot of people doing what they don't like doing but continue to do for that social proof. So I think that's a huge one. Financial risk, um, you know, again, entrepreneurs are known as risk takers, but we also know how to, like, mitigate risk. So the good ones out there will, will take risks and say, you know, I'll give it a year, I'll give it 18 months, I'll give it two years, you know, I'll sustain. And, again, that financial risk varies with, how old you are, if you have a family, your current mm-hmm. cost of living, essentially, you know, what, you, what your current situation is in life. So I think it, it really, that risk really depends. Right. And um, 
Let's take just one other from this uh, Mindset Matters, and that is optimistic. Um, Because uh, <laughs> there are days when it's really hard to be optimistic. Uh, I'm sure you've experienced some of that. So let's talk about how do you deal with the, you know, the ups and downs, and how do you keep that optimism up? I just, I just recently um, spoke about this at a meeting of that, and um, you know, the the entrepreneurial journey, if you will, is like a roller coaster, ups and downs and ups and downs, and there are more downs than up. What I found personally is um, meditation, meditation mm. and mm-hmm. being mindfulness. So um, I'm not sure if you've heard of this. The there's this. Uh, book called Happier, and the gentleman talks about the fallacy of arrival. And I think that if we're able to reconcile in our minds the fallacy of arrival is that, you know, if I get one more customer, if I get one more dollar or one more meeting, it's really not going to make me happier. And so if, if, we, if we are able to reconcile that, then that roller coaster, if you will, the, the ups and downs are, are closer to the line than the erratic peaks and valleys, if you will. Uh, Yes, and you know, uh, it reminded me of a very wise woman, actually it was a mother of a friend of mine when I was in my 20s, and um, you know, you have this, you want to achieve, you want to go, you want to do so many things in your 20s and 30s, and she said to me back then, you know, Marsha, you'll have good days, you'll have bad days, and, and this too will pass. And I think that is a really good philosophy of knowing that there'll be some good days, some bad days, as well as um, living in the present. I think that was the other thing she said to me, which I think goes along with what you're talking about, um, that mindfulness and being able to just appreciate and the gratitude for what you have today. Is that part of what you're talking about as well? I, I, think, I think gratitude is extremely important. I personally have a gratitude practice. Um, every night I journal, I write down three things that day that I was grateful for. Um, so, for example, this interview will go into that journal tonight. This experience. Well, wonderful. Well, wonderful. So, so I, 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 and in the morning, I, I try to find one thing that I'm grateful for, and I'll kind of position it out there in the day. And, you know, people think, okay, but what if your days are similar? Well, I mean, you can be grateful for your health. You can be grateful for sure. your children. You can be grateful for your family. You know, we, in, especially in the West, are extremely, extremely fortunate. I mean, you know, a couple of years ago, there was this whole brouhaha about the one percenters. And I agree, you know, there, there is disparity. But, you know, people, would, people overseas, and now I've traveled. I'm fortunate that I've traveled overseas. Mm-hmm. People would trade everything they have over there to come and take, you know, our places, what, what we have here. So just having what we have, I mean, there's, there's so much gratitude for that. Well, we just have a couple more minutes before break. And I want to move on because you've talked about what's, impo- you know, that entrepreneurial mindset. But there are people listening out there who aren't entrepreneurs. But why should they think like an entrepreneur? What's the advantage if they say, well, I'm not an entrepreneur. I work in a, uh, you know, I work in corporate. I do whatever. Um, perfect, perfect. I'll give them my two-minute spiel that I give to my MBA students that I mentor. So, okay. Growth mindset. That's the, one of the key characteristics of an entrepreneur, a growth mindset. So um, if they, again, using MBA speak now, if you pull the 10K or a, 10K or a Q for a, any large company, let's say Microsoft, Google, Apple, any kind of company that's done well over the years, mm-hmm. you go through their numbers, you go for their R&D budget, and you say, okay, fine, fair enough. 
this is what they spend on R&D. You'll see that they spend between 10 and 15% on R&D. My question to the MBA students is this. Show me your R&D budget. And most of the time I get a blank look. And my question to them is, what or how are you investing in yourself to grow yourself as an individual? Because it's not standing still or moving forward. It's moving forward or moving backwards. We are not in a static economy, and we never will be. So that's my spiel on people that are in corporate. You know, even if you're in, let's take healthcare, for example. We've had phenomenal changes the last three years, ACA, ICD-10, mm-hmm. all different things that have happened. How are you positioning yourself for those changes? How are you learning about those changes ahead of when they're implemented? What can you do to grow yourself? How can you invest in yourself, even if you you know, decide to be in the corporate world? Well, on that note, um, we are going to take a short break. I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach, and my guest is Raj Daniels. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. Stay tuned. There's a science for building a successful business. The number one requirement is that you have a management system that controls all its moving parts. Without the system, your business is disorganized. Your quality is inconsistent. Your customers complain. With this system, your business is transformed into a finely tuned machine that is innovative, productive, profitable. Sign up now for the Manage Hub Quick Start Workshop. It's completely free, and you'll get instant access to ManageHub software, training, and support. Go from stressful to successful. Visit MarciaZidle.com. That's M-A-R-C-I-A-Z-I-D-L-E.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. 
I'm Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest today is Roz Daniels, uh, serial entrepreneur, seasoned business consultant, investor, and advisor to the entrepreneurial community. And we started off the talking about... Um, you know, how do you survive about the entrepreneurial journey and about the mindset that is needed to be successful as an entrepreneur and as well as anyone out there who is wanting to grow, grow personally and grow professionally. So I want to now move into um, something that we all face, but entrepreneurs probably face it even more than most of us, which is failure. Uh, not everything goes right or goes right the first time. There are missteps in, you know, in your business and in life. And so I know Raj has a lot to say about that. So talk about what are some, you know, your personal uh, failures, if you would like to get into that, or mishaps. How do you deal with it? And then um, how have you seen other entrepreneurs deal with it? Sure. So I'm going to mix it up a little bit. Um, okay. I'm going to tell you about what I consider to be our biggest failure and or my biggest failure and how I thought about it then and how I look at it now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was myself, my brother, and my cousin. We invested in a hotel, and we thought we were, we were in our mid-20s. We were having fun. I mean, you're talking about three young guys bringing in six figures in their mid-20s happy, happy, happy as can be. Everything's moving along smoothly. Uh, the hotel was in Wichita Falls, right outside an Air Force base. There were some incidents happened on the Air Force base with underage drinking, and they curfewed, they curfewed every property within one mile of that Air Force base. And we lost a lot of money. We lost over six figures. Um, and for, and it was, you know, some was ours, some was borrowed money. And so I personally came out of that very, very depressed. And, um, I was blaming the Air Force and how could they and this, this hotel had been built for the Air Force base and et cetera, et cetera. And I went into a, what I would look back now, it was a depression of that something I had to get myself out of because mm-hmm. I felt as though it was beyond my control. We were doing everything right. The Air Force did this, the government did this, they did this, you know, very outside of me. Mm-hmm. And and um, it, it was just a hard, hard thing to, to get through. Looking back, though, Marsha, in retrospect, looking back and not having that victim mentality now, mm-hmm. I would say that, Raj, you didn't do your homework. You didn't say to yourself, and I and I advise clients this today, and I've advised clients this for the past ten years. If there's any one customer giving you sixty percent more or more of your business, be very very afraid. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. tomorrow, if that customer goes away for whatever reason, your business is in jeopardy. So diversify. Yes, yes. And, and um, yeah, continue. Um, and 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 again. That that was a very very hard lesson for me to learn, but you know I, I took away from that that failure, if you will, and I'm able to pass that on to my clients now and the, my mentees now. That 
you know, when you're looking at a business, when you're looking at your current income stream or whatever it might be, try to diversify. And I give them my personal story that this is what happened to me, and so that's why I can convey that to you. I think they're really, first of all, thank you for that honesty um, about your failure and the effect it had on you. And I think entrepreneurs need to hear this, especially because um, many uh, think that, you know, it's the Lone Ranger and it's just me. And we have to realize that um, uh, failure is probably part of, if you are going to be an entrepreneur, uh, part of the uh, scene. However, what you what what I came out of this with is that there's a, a lesson, and I totally in my in what I uh, coach clients is to say what lessons did you learn from this, um, and to to be reflective, uh, not to beat yourself up, but to be reflective, and then what changes are you going to make? I think the second point that you brought up, and maybe you would like to even talk more about it, is. Change you. There unexpected things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, uh, you could be flooded out. Uh, mm-hmm. As many businesses we live in Texas and in the Dallas area, uh, major floods. You could have what happened to you with the Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. You could, you know, the the world could blow up tomorrow with everything going on. You could have a change in administration. I mean, there's big changes and even little changes. Um, how do you, what do you tell your students or your, your uh, clients about either anticipating or dealing with change? So um, let me just take a little step back um, regarding the mindset and coming out of a failure or a, an event that we define as a failure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I sent an email out last week on Friday trying to get a meeting with someone, and I haven't got a response back yet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people could say, okay, you failed to get a meeting. Okay, fine, fair enough, maybe I did. Um, what I convey to people now, and again, going back to taking ownership and deciding in my mind I'm not going to be a victim of the circumstance, is that, you know what, Raj, maybe your email wasn't compelling enough. And the example I give to people is a young lady I was speaking to recently, and I was trying to walk her through this, I said, look, if you emailed, if I emailed you tomorrow, Marcia, and said, look, I have your wallet, or I have your son or daughter, and if you don't email me back in 24 hours, you know what? They get it. Yes. That's compelling. Yes. Me sending an email out to somebody and saying, you know, hey, please respond to me because I would like to meet with you to talk to you about something, probably not compelling enough. So I think the mindset really is a big thing to do with it. And taking ownership of a failure or an mm-hmm. event you've decided to describe as a failure, I think that's a big, big difference and something that can help all entrepreneurs and everyone in general. Right, right. Um Anything, you know, I want to move on to another topic that is dear to your heart and that also um, um, many entrepreneurs face and which is uh, balancing family and business, which I'm sure you're going to have a lot to say. Uh, But I just want to make sure that because it's, you know, is there any more you would like to say about failure or mishaps in business? Um, or do you feel you've covered, you know, you, you've given so much, but is there anything, I, you know, if, any other if thing? I, if I were to tell people, I mean, and I, I tell people this all the time, every day almost, is that be very, very careful about how you, what words you use to define an event. Uh, because those words, that vocabulary that you use in your mind will define that event. And so if you decide to define events as failures or mishaps and you don't take the learning away from it, 
you're, you're, like you said, you're going to continuously beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. Try to remove those words, if you will, that voice, if you will, that talks to you and tells you those, those things and replace them with learnings or, you know, um, takeaways, if you will, and redefining the event. Right. And it's redefining the event. And then also what I and I can go back and say I've had several, several over my career of mishaps, things that did not go well. And um, I've learned to say, what has been my role in this? Um, Exactly, exactly. You know, there's an old adage about if you're pointing at somebody, the other three fingers below that are pointing back at you. Yes, yes, yes. And sometimes it's it's what you, you know, the answers you give yourself are pretty, you know, they're pretty tough. Um, mm-hmm. And because there are times when we all, as I'll use the term, screw up and screw up badly. And, then, and that's a polite term, but yes. <laughs> yes. And uh, lose clients or lose customers or lose a deal, a hot deal. Mm-hmm. But then you have to move on. Um, and I think that is th- th- that moving on. Um, that's why I call my uh, why I call myself the smart moves coach because I help people move on and and look at, and be smarter about what they're doing. So um, moving on to uh, mm-hmm. the next area, uh, which is we all deal with it, and I think whether we're entrepreneurs or whether we work for a company, is how do you balance family and business. Um, and, and, you know, uh, I know you have small children. So mm-hmm. talk about that. How, how are you doing it? So um, let me go back to the word again. I, I love vocabulary. I love words. And I think balance is actually people aspire for this, this balance, this, this phoenix, if you will, or this myth of balance. Mm-hmm. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, spend some time at Keller Williams. And Gary Keller always talks about counterbalancing. And I think that mm. it's a, it, I think it's an important distinction. Yes, I have three very young children. They're three, five, and seven, and they are my absolute world. And I tell everyone very openly, everything I do, whether it's my health, my business, whatever it might be, is to enhance my life with these my daughters and not to detract from it. That that's my spiel to everybody. Um, what I do to balance or counterbalance, if you will, family and my wife. And my, my parents live around here, too. In-laws do, so we have a large family. Um, I wake up at 4.30 in the morning. I start my day very, very early, and I get in meditation, exercise, reading, emails between 4.30 and 6.15 a.m. My girls are up in the morning. I block out about four hours a day to spend with my, my family. That means cell phone goes in the study, and... 6.15 to about 7.45 and 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., it's their time. I, you know, I can spend all day long or late evenings, or early mornings doing work-related or other things, but mm-hmm. I, I believe that if I don't prioritize that, if, if my house is not a sanctuary for me, if this is not a place where I can come and enjoy and be loved and love, I mean, wh- where else am I going to go? You know, I, as business people, we step out of our houses every day to conquer, to take over, to approach the world. And if we can't come home to a sanctuary where you can refresh yourself and be prepared for the next day, where are you going to go? What are you going to do? And so to me, 
that that prioritizing of family is, is, is again, my top priority. You know, as you were talking to me, I had two thoughts. <laughs> One, mm-hmm. which is, you are a morning person. And so, for those of us who aren't morning people, I'm not sure we could... You know, 4.30 in the morning. But that's, that, that has to do with personal, you know, what you, your, your own personal body. Okay, so mm-hmm. the idea is, the key is taking time, whether it's 4.30 in the morning or some other time during the day, to meditate, to exercise, to read, to get into gear, to get your mind and your body in gear. That I had, So that was my first thought. Um, and then my second thought is... Um, people will hear this and say, yeah, Raj, uh, my, you know, you can make this time, but, you know, I'm, I work for somebody or I'm always on, you know, my clients are always calling me and how do I set, you know, how do I consciously set the boundaries? Because I think that's what you're talking about is setting boundaries for yourself and for others to give you the time to spend with your family. Um, can you talk a bit about that? So absolutely. So, so first, I'm a strong believer, and this may have some issues, but you teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. You teach people how to treat you. I had this conversation on Tuesday morning. Um, there was some conversation about there's so many distractions, Facebook, Twitter, messaging, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people are bombarding people from all different directions, wanting their attention. And I, I said, you know, honestly, like on my phone, all my notifications are turned off except for my text messages because if my wife wants to get a hold of me, she can. So mm-hmm. I don't see the little red bubbles of the one or two in there. I'm not distracted by that. On my Outlook, on my, on my uh, computer, notifications are turned off. So I'm trying to take back some control from people. Um, I understand people are in the corporate world. They're bombarded by emails. But I think if you start... Slowly, there is a methodology that you can apply where people will know, for example, that Raj or, you know, Marsha is not available on Wednesday morning from, you know, 9 to 10 p.m. because she's doing X. And it Mm -hmm. it won't happen the first day or the second day or the third day, but you will have to retrain the people around you how to treat you, how to access you. Um, I I went to work for a gentleman about 15 years ago in real estate. He told me, Rod, you know, I have a standing appointment every Wednesday morning. I can't be reached. And as I dug deeper, I found out the standing appointment was a, was a golf game. And, <laughs> but, I mean, it, he, I mean, the way he made it sound, you know, he had a standing appointment every Wednesday yeah. morning. That comes, right. And that, I thought that was so brilliant. I said, you know, Tom, that's that, absolutely brilliant. I mean, he's taught people and he's, he's taught his clientele, his assistants, everyone, that standing appointment on Wednesday morning, I cannot be reached. Well, I think this is a really good time to take a quick break. Um, I'm Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moose Coach, and my guest is Roz Daniels, talking about surviving the entrepreneur journey. You're listening to The Business Edge, giving street smart advice on how to create and grow great businesses that matter, those that do good and do well. Stay tuned. There's a saying, 
If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you ever heard of someone who felt stuck in a challenging situation, feeling sideswiped by an event that took their success path off course? Glenn Ramsey, the entrepreneur blind spot coach, will help you to identify the unnoticeable reasons why you've derailed and get back on track with your KPI goals. Get realigned with success and connect with Glenn, the blind spot coach, at Glenn at InspireNexus.com to schedule your free discovery coaching session today. That's Glenn, G-L-E-N, at InspireNexus.com. There's a science for building a successful business. The number one requirement is that you have a management system that controls all its moving parts. Without the system, your business is disorganized. Your quality is inconsistent. Your customers complain. With this system, your business is transformed into a finely tuned machine that is innovative, productive, profitable. Sign up now for the Manage Hub Quick Start Workshop. It's completely free, and you'll get instant access to ManageHub software, training, and support. Go from stressful to successful. Visit MarshaZidle.com. That's M-A-R-C-I-A-Z-I-D-L-E.com. You're tuned in to The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge. I'm Marsha Seidel, the Smart Moves Coach, helping entrepreneurial ventures and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. My guest um, today is Ross Daniels, and he's been talking about surviving the entrepreneurial journey and giving us some great insights of how he started as an entrepreneur, what it takes in terms of a mindset, and also other uh, interesting uh, aspects of being an entrepreneur, including how to deal with um, uh, success and how to deal with failure. So right now... Um, uh, Raj, uh, I I know when you've I, you and I have talked in the past, accountability is so important, and I totally agree. In my coaching, I always have some 
um, what are your action steps that you're going to take? So um, what are some takeaways that you want our listeners to have? And maybe just say a word or two about accountability. And I know you have some books as well that you think are important. So Absolutely. So if we go back to accountability, so um, I, I meet a lot of people every week as part of my personal networking and as part of my business. And some of those meetings are with um, entrepreneurs, not necessarily young entrepreneurs, but entrepreneurs in general. And before, I would just meet, we would have coffee, and we would go our, go our own ways, and um, they would come back to me, you know, six months later, a year later, whatever it may have been, and say, how's it going? Like, you know, well, I really didn't follow through, didn't really do what I said I was going to do. And something clicked in me. So I've been part of an accountability group for several years now, essentially where I call an accountability partner and I tell her what I've done during the week. And mm-hmm. it's not a judgment call. It's more of a call of, has this been important to you? Why is it important? Should we take, take it off the list, put it on the list? What I found over the years is that just knowing that I have to answer to someone at the end of every week mm-hmm. has pushed me along further than anything else I can you know, say in, in, in my entire career. And so what I've made a practice of doing now is that at the end of every meeting or a cup of coffee, if there is a person who's struggling with a business problem or a problem around their career, as maybe the MBA students, I always give them an action step mm-hmm. at the end of the meeting. And it could be different based on the individual. It could be read a book, talk to somebody, um, make a sale, do something. And give me a call back or we'll, we'll you know, call each other at the end of the week and we'll have a small accountability session. But I've noticed that you know, once I get them in the habit of doing this three, four times, mm-hmm. they'll start emailing me, maybe not weekly, maybe every 10 days, but showing me their progress. And I find the people that are able to maintain some form of accountability over time are the people that will separate from the rest of the pack. And I, I'm such a big believer in it that I actually intentionally, when I go into a meeting with an with entrepreneur, try to think about how or what would be a good, a good takeaway for them to then proceed into an accountability partner. Sounds great. And I totally agree with you. And, um, and, and that's part of being a, a really good coach or mentor. Uh, you also mentioned that there's some books that you would like to recommend. What are they? There are some books. And just to start with, I'm, I'm a big reader. I, I love to read whether, you know, people say audio books, even, you know, the old-fashioned tangible books, if you will. Um, <laughs> yeah. I highly, highly recommend uh, Gary Keller has written a book called One Thing, and it's all, all about focusing on the one thing and doing the one thing and growing the one thing. Mm-hmm. You can have many one things, but you need to be able to focus and grow those one things. Um, Robert Cialdani's Influence, I think it's phenomenal for social interactions, for sales interactions. You know, we're always trying to, whether we do it consciously or subconsciously, we're always trying to influence people around us. And it could be your family, it could be friends. It, does, it doesn't matter what setting you're in. So I think Influence by Cialdani is really, really good. There's another one I came across recently by a gentleman named Austin Cleon, and it's called Show Your Work. Show Your Work is a really small book, phenomenal book, mostly written in cartoon form, but it's for those people who are afraid to start and afraid to show something. So Mm. you've heard about people that want to start blogs or small projects, and Mm. they always think about it, but they never do it. And he's all about putting it out there, 
get the feedback, make it better. Put the ugly version out. Put the ugly version out. Put it out there and get the <laughs> feedback and make it better. Right. And just be, for our listeners, because um, um, you said Austin and how do you, can you spell Cleon, his last name? K-L-E-O-N. Cleon. K-L-E-O-N. That's correct. Okay. Austin and Cleon. the other one, which I, I really scrambled up, uh, Robert, his last Robert. name? Cialdani. Yeah, Cialdani. Correct. You know? Influence. Right. Do you know how to spell Cialdani? <laughs> I think it's C-I-A-L-D-I-N-I, yeah, I believe. Okay. But they can just look up influence and they'll find it. Okay. That's correct. Yes. It's, it's been a staple in the business community for, I think, 15 or 20 years now. And I want to thank um, Raj because uh, in my, you know, we met for coffee talking about um, this interview, and I'm going to, st- based on his suggestion, I'm going to ask each of my three ge- uh, my guests for th- for three books that they would recommend. Put it on my website, but also. Um, uh, uh, it's sort of an added value to to the listeners uh, to, because we always need to be curious and knowledge seekers. So I want to thank you so much, Ross, for being a, a a guest on my show and for be and also for um, helping me uh, be be a better interviewer and um, helping me in my business. And it's just a very mutual uh, friendship that we've developed. So I would like um, for you to uh, tell the listeners how to contact, uh, how they can contact you, and and a little bit about your business. Sure, absolutely. So I'll start with the business. Um, You know, we mentioned earlier entrepreneurial mindset, and I kind of played on the follow your passion. Mm -hmm. I'm very, very fortunate right now. I tell everyone I'm so proud to get out of bed and go do what I do. I have a natural tendency to connect people together. I think that all of us are walking around with this stored value, and some of that is being diluted or lost in this digital world we're in, you know, whether mm-hmm. it's texting or email or online social networking. And so I make a conscious effort to introduce people to each other. Um, and so my company, Open Time App, essentially our huge, big, hairy goal, if you will, is to enable to connect everyone offline. And what we mean by that, we want to be able to facilitate offline interaction. And so our app allows you, the individual, to broadcast your availability to your network. And so my passion and my work are at this time congruent circles, which makes me tremendously happy. And how can they um, contact you either? What is your website or sure, email they, they can, or the, phone the, number? The website or? is um, www.opentimeapp.com app.com mm-hmm. they can email me directly at raj.daniels at opentimeapp.com and to show that I eat my own dog food there'll be a new blog launching here in the next week or so rajdaniels.com will be the um, the site for the blogging well uh, and uh, I am going to take your advice I'm going to email you next when, when is the blog when it's supposed to uh, start, what's your so, start date? So I've, I've written three. I just need to publish it, so I'm going to publish it probably here in the next uh, two days. Okay. So I will get back with you um, next week to say, you know, well, I'll, I'll look on the site and then uh, give you feedback on your two blogs. Thank um, you so much. 
So I want to thank you again, Raj. It was such a pleasure. And now it is time for Marsha's Musings. It's time for Marsha's Musings, a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth. What life as an entrepreneur is really like. I recently heard a podcast by Larry Kim, founder of World Wordstream, a search marketing company. He admitted when he started Wordstream, he naively had certain expectations that really didn't quite align with the reality of what he experienced. For example, expectation number one, you'll be your own boss. Reality check. You may not always be calling the shots. For example, if you accept funding from others, they'll want to have a say because of their investment. Like it or not, you'll lose a certain amount of control. Even if you don't have investors, your customers become your new boss, and they can be more demanding than your old boss ever was. So here's a smart move tip. Realize, as you build your company, you'll actually take on more responsibility and have less freedom than you probably had in your regular job. It's not a 9-to-5 workday. However, if you, you can make it work for you, as Raj has talked about how he brings balance into his life. Expectation number two. You'll get to know more of what you're good at and interested in. Reality, you may have started a business to follow your passion, but as your business grows, you inevitably find yourself doing less of what you want to do and more of what you need to do managing the business. Keep in mind that even the most fun hobby can easily turn into work when it becomes your full-time job and livelihood. Smart Moose Tip The most important aspect of your job as a company founder is less about doing stuff you love to do and more about building a team that's nurturing and encouraging them to help you as your business succeeds. Expectation number three from Larry Kim. You'll make tons of money. Reality. Money isn't everything, Kim said. Admit it. You hope to make boatloads of money by growing and maybe even selling your business. That was one of my end goals too. But I soon learned that one of the most valuable aspects of having started a business is the social capital and learning experiences you pick up along the journey. Smart Moves tip, though it's possible that you'll make tons of money, be sure along your journey to savor the insights you gain after life and work. It will help you Put your success and even your failures in the proper context. His final thoughts. Starting a business is a big undertaking. My goal here isn't to encourage or discourage anyone, but really to challenge you to think more deeply about what's behind your motivation. Most likely, it won't be anything you'll expect it to be, but it's possible that it will be better than you even imagined. Listeners, would you like to know more about starting and building a successful business? Get my free ebook, Smart Growth. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181.
You're listening to Marsha Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. Next week's program to bring more magic to your leadership and business is How Having It All is a Myth for Entrepreneurs. Most of us are familiar with the phrase, you can't have it all. Some believe this is an accurate possibility. However, having it all creates specific challenges for entrepreneurs. Running your own business is not a nine-to-five job. It requires a lot of time, energy, and money, as well as juggling multiple roles within a company. Deborah Gregory, former IRS attorney and co-founder of Gregory Law Group, will share with us how she balances her role as co-founder of a tax law firm, her role as a wife and mother, and uh, as a business owner. Tune in Friday, January 22nd at noon Pacific and 3 p.m. Eastern. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who asked, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. Or call me at 972-380-9181. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge. And, uh, and uh, I'm Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moves coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and small to medium-sized companies build the leadership and talent to move from innovative startup to productive scale-up to profitable enterprise. Remember, to be successful, you must get out of your comfort zone. That's where the magic happens. Thank you. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Join us again next Friday, noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Make the leap from a stressful to a successful business. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.